0: Good morning, friends. Happy to be in this morning, and I can pass the same comment on our brother. I promised him to be on the broadcast, and I I missed it one week, and the next week I forgot it. So I thought a the third time ought to be a, a real time ought to do it. So I was just there in one minute at a time, just one minute. And uh, brother Snyder was outside, so we slipped in real quick and. And finally got into the broadcast, and I think we upset him is what we did when to come in like that, just a little bit. So, And here I was, I'd, coming down, I thought of a text to preach on, you know, and it's usually in mine. It takes about an hour and a half, and I got about 15 to 18 minutes of it started in, and then I looked up in the clock that it's time to leave, so we'll continue next Saturday or sometime. But, uh, as I, last Sunday, we was on the 10th chapter of Hebrews and got started on the first verse, and didn't get any farther don't forget the services in indianapolis this week if any of you are have any friends up that way why write and tell them the services will begin tomorrow night at seven o'clock at the cato tabernacle in indianapolis and there's plenty of seating room nearly eleven thousand people it'll it'll seat and it's a small convention it's a a little organization i really don't even know what the name of the organization is they're having a a rally there or a convention and in this convention they asked me to be the night speaker so the I think the fellowship itself the church the organization only has just a very very few members and um, so and then at night time I had the, the speaking service every night w- Monday through Friday Friday night is the end of the convention so if you got any friends around Indianapolis well come right up And on the 23rd, the morning of the 23rd, if there happens to be someone traveling through here just on your vacation, as it is vacation month usually, June, Minneapolis, the Christian businessman internationally is having their convention in Minneapolis. And uh, the open service is the 23rd. The breakfast, the morning breakfast is the 23rd of June. I'm to speak at the morning breakfast and opening the service. Then on the 24th, I'll still be in Minneapolis, and I'll be at the Hearts Harbor Tabernacle with uh, Reverend Gordon Peterson, and uh, they have the program telecast there, so if you're, you're around, why well, drop in, and uh, then on the 24th, or uh, 25th, rather, starts the convention, and we'll be there. It's a very unusual program, Mr. Roberts, Mr. Hicks, myself. Many more uh, ministers is to be there, and there's no program lined out. The Christian businessman being a full gospel Christian businessman, they wanted to just leave it open to whatever the Holy Spirit would say, do, have us all there. And so they never had one like that, and they never advertised any speakers. The only speaking to advertise is is the morning of the 23rd, I'm supposed to speak at their breakfast and that's announced. Otherwise we'd just all be there waiting on the Holy Spirit. That ought to be pretty good if we can just all submit ourselves to the holy spirit that's it and let Amen. him use us the way he would have, he would want to use us now and then the next scheduled service that i know of is the old azusa street rally it's uh, that comes september the 15th i open the service there for the international rally of azusa street 50 years of pentecost in the united states they're 50 years old this coming september When the Holy Spirit first fell in Azusa Street Mission, the old, I believe it was an old Baptist mission, or at Azusa Street in Los Angeles, California, is where the Holy Spirit first fell 50 years ago this coming September. And when I was at the Cow Palace a couple of years ago, I said, well, 50, the word Pentecost means 50. So why not we just uh, have a big rally? And you know that caught a fire? And they got an international rally. And it will be held in the uh, Angeles Temple. And five days prior to that, I'm to make a little panoramic around to, uh, the different places, uh, all down at East Gate, and, I mean at South Gate, and on up into um, the, the city of, uh, or several of those little cities, five different cities, to make a little panoramic, one night service, and then go right into the, to the big rally. And if you're around California or out there, some of you from California, remember that. We're expecting a great time of fellowship with God's people at that time. Now shall we pray? Our Heavenly Father, we thank thee this morning for the grand, glorious privilege that we have of coming into thy presence with joyful hearts and thanksgiving because that Jesus, the Son of God, has so permitted us to do this, and his grace has brought us up to this time, and we're glad to be here today. Glad to have this little place together. It's an open place, an open Bible, and open hearts to receive God's Word and His message. And we pray that the Holy Spirit will come and fill every crevice of our heart with His goodness as we read His Word. For it is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. So, O God, open our mouth today that it would be You speak. And our hearts that it would be the Holy Spirit to hear, for we ask it in Jesus' name, thy Son, amen. Amen. Last Sunday in the book of Hebrews, we started with the 10th chapter, and uh, then we got off on another subject, not knowing just where the Holy Spirit will lead us to, to teach from, nothing premeditated, just waiting for his moving. We got back on foreknowledge from that. Say, by the way, I'm glad to see Sister Hooper sitting there this morning. Sister Flo, yeah, yeah. sure glad to see you. many of you that may not know her, some of you. And she's been a tuberculosis for years and years and bed and all over the nation trying to yeah, get deliverance. And today we're glad to have her sitting in the tabernacle looking fine yeah. today. Thanks be to God. Now, the writer of the Hebrew letter is supposedly to have been Paul, because it sounds like his writing, and the Hebrew letter was to the Jews, the Hebrews, and it was Paul trying to separate law from grace, showing the, the difference between what the law was and what grace is, because the Hebrews was under the law. And then Paul was trying to show them what grace was, and I think myself that the tenth chapter here and the first verse would be a perfect key to the whole thing. Now we have the first chapter starting out, God in sundry times and divers matters spoke to the fathers through the prophets, but in this last day through his Son, Christ Jesus. Come on over to the seventh chapter, the appearing of Melchizedek. We come on down into the ninth chapter of the priesthood how that Christ becomes our High Priest to take the place of the old High Priest. Then bring it on over to the 10th chapter. We come in the law being a shadow of the things to come. We go into the 11th chapter, and it's all about the the wonderful uh, uh, shadows of the faith, the heroes of faith, how by faith they did such and such a thing, and how without faith us they cannot be made perfect because they are the shadow of this to come. Then we go into the eleventh chapter in Paul or the twelfth chapter of Paul saying, Seeing that we are compassed about with such a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that easily beset us, that we would run with patience the race that's set before us. The thirteenth chapter, the ending chapter, said ends up with this towards the end, that Jesus Christ is all in all that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. See, showing that it was Christ back before the law, it was Christ in the law, it was Christ in the days of grace, and it'll be Christ forever. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. What a beautiful picture the Hebrew letter paints to us. Now, beginning again now with the first verse, let's go back. Last Sunday, we thought we'd get to the subject of perfection, but then God moved us back and got foreknowledge, showing us where that before the world ever was formed, how many was here last Sunday? Let's see your hands. Did you get it? Before the world was ever formed, we were placed in Christ. Think of it. God, being infant, who cannot lie, cannot speak anything contrary, knows everything just as perfect at the beginning as he is at the ending and just as perfect at the end as he was at the beginning. God is endless like eternity. You can never find the corner of a perfect circle. You can run and run through ages and eternity and There'd never, never, never be an end to it. And that's the way God is. And when He be first was God, which always was, He was infant, perfect to begin with, and He'll always be the same. He never can change. Amen. He's perfectly the same. Now, this great chain of perfection was broken by time-space. Time came because of sin. Let's draw a picture of time. Let's see a perfect circle forever, forever. And then all of a once, sin dropped in and put a, a little, as my wife calls it, a little hickey, or a little drop in the chain. So it comes down now. Eternity continues on, but it's not in its perfect condition Here's a little gap comes down, breaks over this way, goes out this way. God had to do that because Satan caused it. And it dropped down to a space of time for the trying and the perfecting and for the purging of the lost. That God, by His sovereign grace, might someday lift that little hickey or gap back into the perfect circle Amen. then she rolls on just the same
1: Amen.
0: you see it time now time is this little loop it loops down jesus was from eternity to eternity but he stepped into the time space and is made flesh and came to here in order to sanctify or put a streak of blood all across this place Amen. to redeem it and connect it back with God Amen. again for Amen. all eternity. Hallelujah. You see it? That's all time is. Then God, when it started here at the end of the little keek in the perfect circle, that made it a little keek in it. When God started there, he was perfect. Everything he said was perfect. Everything he does is perfect. So then the Bible said that Christ, Jesus, was the Lamb slain from the beginning of the little kink, the beginning of the world. Christ was slain at the beginning. Now he really wasn't slaying until four thousand years later, but the reason he was slaying them because in the beginning was the Word,
1: Amen.
0: And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Yes, see it, brother Egan. What I mean? See, He was God in the beginning, and when uh, Satan could, did not, did not create this little loop this little hickey he didn't create that Satan cannot create Satan can only pervert what God has created look I say this so that you understand this is the adult class we're mostly all married people probably 90% I hope the young women and men understands their boys what I'm Now, understand me, just to explain something, if a man takes to himself a wife, a woman, and she becomes his wife, and they live together as husband and wife for 50 years, they're just as clean and pure and unadulterated as they had never knew one another. That's God's program. But for that man or woman... To go and live with another man or woman, that perverts, makes illegitimate children born. But if they live together in that perfect harmony, that's God's way. But Satan comes around and puts lust in the man or the woman, and they live contrary to those marriage vows, and that's perverting. It's a very same sexual affair, but it's perverted. So that's what Satan does with God's correct thing. He perverts it. That's what Satan's doing today with the real genuine. Listen to the real message of God. He perverts it. Makes something else, makes it appear to be something that it's not. In the world today we find that there is A people, the Bible predicted three classes of people. One of them is a cold, starchy, formal, indifferent. They just go ahead more than belonging to a lodge. They go to church, talk a little about this, that, and the Lord, and so forth, come back. But no actual born-again experience. Oh, some of them claim it, but their life proves that it isn't. Now, that's over on one side, way away. Now, down here on the other side, the fanatics and the real, true church. Jesus said so. It would be so close together, it would deceive the very elect. Amen. Now, many people, as soon as they see the fanaticism mixed up with the real, oh, they say there's nothing to it. Go on. See, that's the same thing the Pharisees done. Amen. Satan doesn't fool with trying to pervert that. He's trying to pervert this truth. And this fanatic here is trying to impersonate that truth. Amen. See, there's where your danger line lies. Amen. Right there. Now, it behooves us to say spiritual. Read the Word. And anything that rises outside, contrary to the Word, then cast it aside. Amen. That's the reason many times that I'm, they say I'm too hard on women preachers. The Bible says for I'm not to speak in the church. The Bible forbids them to speak in tongues or anything in the church. I have to stay with the Word. Watch where it's at. Look at it in the world today where all this ism rises up. Watch on all the cults of non-meat-eating and illegalists that have got to do so and so. If I don't speak with them, if I don't do this, if I don't shout, if I don't dance, there's something wrong with me. That's legalism. We are saved by grace through faith.
1: Never. Nothing
0: what you've done is what he did. He did what you couldn't do. If you could have saved yourself, then He wouldn't have had to die. But He died Amen. in order to save you where you Amen. could not save yourself. That old God dishonoring proverb says, God helps those who can't help themselves. Or God helps those who help themselves, they say. That's just vice versa. Amen. If you can help yourself, God expects you to do it. God helps those who cannot help themselves. Amen. And you can't help yourself to be saved. So God, by His grace, saved you.
1: Amen. Now,
0: notice how beautiful the law great in the eternity how God foresaw this loop. And if He's infant and cannot, cannot be nothing else, let me just take this about five minutes to drive this down tight. Nail it, so it will never slip from your minds again. Amen. May the Holy Spirit then come and weld it together with love, so it you'll never leave it. Amen. Now look, God who cannot lie, God who is infinite, and i say this again for people who can't Seem to center self on divine healing. If God promised it, God's got to take care of His promise. Amen. Can't leave it. Amen. Now look, before He ever put the printed word, and this is the mind of God, there it is. Amen. This is the mind of God that he thought before the foundation of the world was ever laid. It is. That's the reason he could put it on printed word and say what would be because he saw it before the foundation of the world and knew just what it would be and spoke it out. Hallelujah. And then he handed oh. down his knowledge to the prophets, and they wrote it out. And year by year, and century by century, we see it coming to pass just exactly. Amen. God giving us shadows of the old to foreshadow the new. And Amen. we see it word by word being fulfilled. Thank what a faith we ought to have established in God. Now watch him. Christ being slain before the foundation of the world. When God looked down and saw the only thing that would save lost man, He said, I don't know if this is the word, but it had to be something like this, man cannot be saved because he's going to sin. But I look down through there and I see tens of thousands of honest hearts will want to come. I see thousands of people who will want to be saved and not want to go into this horrible destruction that I'm going to have to make for the devil and his angels because they've got to go into everlasting punishment. And honest-hearted people will see that. Now I'll have a man by the name of Esau born. There will be one, Jacob. And Jacob will be not so good to begin with, but in his heart, He'll Amen. love the things of God. Amen. So I'll choose Jacob. He saw you. And he knows that you wanted to be saved. So he said, the only thing I can do is to go down myself and have a son born or a body of flesh and be made like him.
1: Amen.
0: The antidote is for God himself to become sin that he might pay the price because it would take the highest thing there is to lift man from the lost condition. And look, he's above every angel, every archangel. The highest there was come down here on earth and lived among man and went to the lowest city in the earth, Jericho. And was so low to the littlest man in the city he had to look down upon him. Zacchaeus. And then died for man's sin come in the way of a stable. Poor. The richest. Oh, I hope you get it. The richest. Become the poorest. Even on a stormy night said the birds has nests.
1: Amen. And the foxes
0: has holes.
1: But I don't even have a place
0: to lay my head.
1: The highest of all
0: heavens of heaven. Become the lowest of all those, even
1: to the end of
0: life, was privileged to him above him. As far as comforts of life. Not only that, but in his death, he suffered a death like no one ever suffered. Never a man ever suffered with such a broken heart until his blood and water separated before his death. Hey. Poorest? From the richest to the poorest? From the most blessed to the most horrible suffering? And then, besides that, went down into the very lowest depths of the lowest hell, bearing our sins, and got the end of the string, or the end of the road from the king. There, lifted it up in the resurrection and connected it with the other part of eternity
1: and made a highway
0: of holiness. That the unclean could come on and be cleansed to the fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins when sinners plunge beneath the flood lose all their guilty stain. Come on to the highway and someday he who was at the beginning of time shall stand as the ancient of time. And will pull the great gospel card, and all oh, that's on that
1: highway,
0: from the beginning of time to the ancient of time to the end of time, shall be lifted up as He draws time out of existence into an eternity. You see it? There He is, the only true potentate the King of kings and the Lord of lords. How did he do it? Foreknowledge he knew. Then he said that he was a lamb slain. Then if he was, 4,000 years later, it just come in, the time run out. He was born, they dug to him what he said they would do, and then he was crucified and slain. But correctly... He was slain before the world began. Amen. For God foresaw him and said what would take place. And when God speaks, it has to be. Amen. Thank God. You get it? Oh, my. Amen. God foresaw Christ. Amen. And it has to be. That's why it was already finished when God said the word. They finished it. That's the reason he was actually prefigured slain when God spoke the Word before the world. Notice, not only Christ was slain to take away sin,
1: but your name
0: was written in the Lamb's Book of Life before the foundation of the world. God wrote your name associated with His.
1: Before the foundation of the world. Now,
0: Satan, make them get scared now. (laughs) Get them to doubt that. Before the world ever began, God called your name, you Christians, and wrote it in the Lamb's Book of Life, before the world ever started, saith the Bible. Amen. That's God's word he spoke back there, revealed to his servants, the prophets, and we are enjoying the blessings of resting and waiting Hallelujah. upon the coming of the
1: Lord. Hallelujah. Lord, waiting for Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, no
0: wonder, sickness, peril, Hallelujah. Nothing can separate us from the love of God that's in Christ. Hallelujah nation of the world, he put us on that grand old highway, climbed up the horizontal rainbow until the pinnacle of the beginning of time again, holding
1: the rope in his hand, and someday he We
0: which are alive and remain till the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are died in the highway. Because the trump of God shall sound and the deadly Christ shall rise. And we shall be called together to meet them as the chains lifted up back into the cycle of eternity. And then as the ages roll on, his praises will sing. What's he doing up there building us a home? In my Father's house is many mansions. If it wasn't so, I would have told you. And I've come down here, but I'm going to prepare one. Get it all fixed up. And if I go, I'll come again to receive you unto myself. Oh, my. And he's preparing a home. When this mortal dinge that's here in the earth shall be, we shall be separated from it. It'll be cast to the outside of the chain of eternity. It'll be outside the gulf which no man can cross or ever did or ever will. And when this link down here has lifted to that part, that's the paved holy highway that God said in the beginning, where there was nothing to defile, there's nothing to destroy, and sin calls this loop. Then when this loop is continued right down through here to bring out the delegate, and when she's pulled up together to meet each end, Amen. eternity rolls on. Amen. They that are redeemed shall walk therein. You get it? Yeah. Oh, I wish I could sing. I like to sing that old song, There's a beautiful home. Far over the sea, there's mansions are blessed for you and for me. The glittering towers, the subtle outshine. That heavenly mansion some day shall be mine. So it hit our cottage. Why should I care? They're building a palace for me over there, of rubies and diamonds and silver and gold. His coffers are full. He has riches untold. Oh, amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. Nothing i had done. It was grace that taught my heart to fear. It was grace my fears relieved. How precious did that grace appear the hour I first believed to know that it was nothing I could do or would do or had an idea or had a privilege of doing. It's what He did for me. He came down and redeemed me, placed me on the highways to the other end to pull both these together to make the chain with eternity for all. I have a right to walk in that eternity because He died and I did take away my sin. The law having a shadow, a shadow of good things to come. What is a shadow? A shadow is a forecast of an object. You know, a lot of times people quote 23rd Psalm. Yea, though I walk through the dark shadows of the valley of death. That's wrong. It said, Yea, though I walk through the shadow, not the dark shadow, if it was dark it wouldn't make a shadow. There has to be a certain percent of light to forecast the shadow. Amen. So, the law provided enough light to see the shadow of the real thing to come.
1: Amen.
0: Christ! was represented in that law of the shadow. He was represented, foreseen. And Joseph, under the law, Joseph, being a shadow of Christ, loved of his father because he was a spiritual man. He saw visions, interpret dreams, very spiritual, and despised of his brother. Correctly with Christ, he saw visions of the father, And he was a spiritual man. And his brother hated him without a cause. And he was supposedly to have been killed. A bloody garment placed back before the Father. Oh, how beautiful. Oh, I get started on that. I'll never get to this lesson. The garment taken back to the Father. Bloody. Representing his son being dead, Isaac. And today, the garment of the Lord Jesus is sanctified life and his shed blood for sinners. Stands before God, has a memorial that the price is paid. You see it? And he... Was sold for almost thirty pieces of silver, like Christ was. He was taken up from the ditch, the pit where he was thrown in. Christ was too, taken from the grave, and was set at the right hand of Pharaoh. No man could go to Pharaoh except by Joseph. A proclamation was made that when Joseph come forth, that there went forth man before him, caller saying, one bow Joseph is coming." Now the Bible said that every knee shall bow and every tongue confess to the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. He could bind Pharaoh's servants at his own desire. He had all the power and authority of Egypt given unto his hands. Amen. And when the chariot rolled down the street, every one when the scream come, every Egyptian. Amen. No matter how bad they hated him, they bowed their knee to Joseph. Amen. Someday, sinner friend, no matter how much you want to call it fanaticism, no matter how much you want to say it's wrong, how much you want to squirm and live into the world and despise the church and the things of God, someday you'll bow your knee
1: amen, whether
0: you want to or not. But how glorious it might be for those who love Joseph. How they love it. said, oh, here comes the great Prince Joseph. And they bow their knees and say, oh, Joseph, you saved our lives. We would have starved to death if that, but the others unappreciated.
1: Ah, nonsense.
0: I'm grateful. We've got that kind of people in the world today. You don't realize that the bread you eat and the very air you breathe comes from God. Amen. And they worshipped him. Here some time ago when Mr. Baxter was my manager, when the king of England was there to visit, when the queen come out, lovely lady, her pretty robe on, her gray hair, and the king sitting so sad, At that time, he could hardly stand it. He had a stomach trouble and a moderable sclerosis that was just before he was prayed for. That he could hardly stand up, but yet the royal blood of him stuck in what little chest he had out. And he rode down the street in the carriage. Mr. Baxter standing there, and when he passed, I looked at him. His lips was quivering, the tears was running down his cheeks. He put his big arm around me and said, "Brother Branham." I said, "Yes, brother Baxter." He said, "You know, I'm, I'm a Canadian." Yes. He said, "The man who's over our land, the King, him and his lovely bride and wife is passing by. That's where I can't hold my emotions. I
1: have to get
0: there." I put my arm around him. I said, "Brother Baxter." as a Christian with you. What will it be some glorious day when the king comes with his bride? If a man could think that when seeing an earthly king which is mortal like we are, what will it be when we see the king of kings coming in glory? What a glorious time it'll be. He was foreshadowed and Joseph He was foreshadowed in David. the law foreshadowed Christ, David, Christ being the son of David. And then when Christ being in David as a shadow, it made David, when he was dethroned, rejected of his own brethren, not only his own brethren, but his own blood. Absalom and his own children. Here it is. They despised their own father and called for his blood and dethroned him. And he went up the hill to Mount of Olives, looking back, weeping over Jerusalem. How that he God foreshadowed Christ and David. For when he was dethroned, turned away, and his own delegates, his own people, the Jews, cried for his blood, Amen. away with such a person. Yeah. He set up on Mount Olive and looked over Jerusalem and wept, San Jerusalem, oh Jerusalem, how I would have gathered you like a hen does her brood, but you would not. Christ was foreshadowed also in Melchizedek, in the priesthood in the ninth chapter, in the seventh chapter of Hebrews. How that Melchizedek, Abraham, also foreshadowed all back there, all the good things, just a shadow. And how that Melchizedek, in the seventh chapter, we read of him here, we'll just read it for a moment. For this Melchizedek, king of Salem, priest of the Most High God who met Abraham, returning from the slaughter of the kings, and blessed him. Amen. Amen. Abraham, Lot, his cousin, had backslid, you see, the real, true spirit of Christ. I hope you get it. No matter how far he had backslid. Man. When he was in trouble. Here come Abraham to him. With an army. The aliens around about through the valleys of Sodom. Had come down. And it took Sodom and its king. And took in there. Had took Lot. With him. And Abraham. His uncle. Blood relation. Brother's children. When he looked down and saw that the enemy had taken away his blood relation, Amen. he formed an army of his own
1: servants. Sleep,
0: that represented Christ.
1: Amen. When he saw
0: the church of the living God had been called away in error, of the devil, he formed a legion of angels and come to the earth Amen. to pursue the devil. Overtuck him.
1: Hallelujah. Scare the enemy.
0: Oh, how we love him for that.
1: Overtuck
0: the enemy. And he slew the enemy. And robbed him of everything he had. Cast him aside. And what was the first thing they did? Abraham returning back. Was lost. His wife. His children and all the possessions triumphantly. Amen. Walking back to the old Amen. home grounds again.
1: Hallelujah.
0: He met Melchizedek. Oh,
1: my God.
0: Melchizedek was the king of Salem. Salem is Jerusalem. When the Jews went into Jerusalem, they called J-U-Salem. Jerusalem. Salem, which means the city of peace. He was the king of, listen, let us read it, to whom Abraham gave a tenth part of all, first being interpreted the king of righteousness. Who was this king that met him? Coming back for the triumph with the victory, as the church is today from Calvary. After that, the king of Salem, which is the king of peace, without father. Without mother. Amen. Without the sin. Having neither beginning of days or ending of life. Who lies this King of Salem? Amen. A great King of Jerusalem. Not the earthly, the heavenly. Amen. The earthly Jerusalem is a type of the heavenly. And here come the King of Salem, which is first the King of righteousness.
1: Amen.
0: The King of Peace. He didn't have any father, didn't have any mother. He didn't have a beginning of life or anything of days. Oh, my. Without a descent. None other than Christ Himself. That's who the church meets when they go up in the air. And when Abraham met Him, He gave Him the tithe of all that He possessed. Amen. You know what they did? The first thing they did was set down. I feel really emotional. Shut down and broke bread and drank wine.
1: They'd taken the communion
0: after the battle was over, and the Bible tells us Jesus Christ did. It that we'll eat the more of the fruit of the
1: vine hallelujah. until I
0: eat it anew with you in my Father's kingdom. Amen. That when the last battle is fought and the victory is won, and the waywards has been brought back to the kingdom of God, we'll set out in the kingdom of God.
1: Amen. And with our
0: Melchizedek, who has no beginning of days or ending of here, oh my, he's hey. the king eternal one.
1: Oh, hallelujah.
0: Eat the communion again with you.
1: Oh, a lot of beautiful pictures. Hey.
0: This marvelous Old Testament gives to the New Testament believers. The law having a shadow of things to come. And not, listen, the law having a shadow of good things to come. And not the very image of those things. It was a shadow of the image. David ruled over the world in the golden age of Israel. What was he? The shadow. Amen. David sitting on the throne, all the world let him speak. What was it? The shadow of. It was shadowing something. Shadowing the son of David, who is the son of God, who is Melchizedek, who is the beginning of days and the ending of years. He has none. The shadow during the millennium The sound on the throne of David Amen. and rule all nations. The shadow of good things. What is it today? We look and see the shadow. Men and women who profess to be Christians and live like the world. They say, well, I belong to church. What difference does it make? It's a shadow of the deceiver from the Garden of Eden who pretended to be good, who pretended to have light, who pretended to have wisdom, but was a deceiver. And that's the way men and women does today. That calls the name of Jesus Christ and doesn't depart from sin. Foreshadowing the punishment That they will receive with him who is a deceiver. Jesus said to those religious Pharisees, You are of your father the devil. I hope you find it. I hope this soaks real deep. A shadow of deceit. Then what does that real, royal, 100% Christian that's born again of the Spirit of God Whose name was written in the Lamb's Book of Life before the foundation of the world, who let come let go what may they hold to God's unchanging hand.
1: Amen. What is it in
0: their heart that's a hungering for something, Hunter? For those said the Bible and do so plainly confess by their testimony in their life that they seek a city to come, who's builder and maker. What is that hunger in your heart this morning to understand to stand in His presence?
1: What is that hunger in your
0: heart this morning? To reaching out with all that's in you, all your soul and your life is crying for something. Till you say, "I don't care what comes or goes." Oh God, something in you looking on the world, and the tears runs down in your heart. Amen. Oh, lost brother see the women in their degraded, demoralized way, and see men drinking and smoking and cursing and gammon and going to church, what is it in your heart to cry, out, my lost wayward brother? You've touched something up here. You've been connected with the other end of the line. <laughs> You touched a, a chain, a highway, that chained eternity in the beginning, when your name was put there and seen by well, that great attribute or strain of God's knowledge. Look down and see it. you'd come home, and yet blinded by the things of the world down here, you have a conception. Amen. When the Holy Ghost runs down this chain of blood Amen. and catches your heart, it Amen. speaks of a better land and a better place and a better city. Therefore you say, this world and my home
1: I'm just passing through. Amen. My
0: treasure's all laid up away beyond the blue. God
1: speaking.
0: Hallelujah. Let come, go what may. Your heart's still centered. It's a shadow. The shadow is before you. That's what makes the shadow. The law having a shadow of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The law having a shadow. That's the reason he said in the Bible you have to take and compare scriptures with scriptures. And make it come through. And if it comes a nick in it, remember you're out of line. Stay in that that, that line of scripture. Now the law having a shadow can never make the worshiper perfect. Can never make the comer unto perfect. For, listen, second verse, we'll try it. The next five minutes. Look, far then would they not have ceased to be been offered if the blood of bulls and goats and sheep and heifers and if the high priest was a right order, then the world would have continued on. Death would have ceased under that. You get up. Let it soak just a minute. If Caiaphas is the high priest, the offering of animal life, would have perfected the man and given him eternal life, then there was no reason for anything else to take place. That would have went right on. Eternal life would have set in it and go right on. But there had to be a shadow of the real Lamb of God that was coming to take away the Amen. sin of the world, which had been sure. forespoken by God.
1: Amen.
0: And the man and women today that was foreknown by God before the foundation of the world, their names were written in the Lamb's book Amen. of life. If they shout, all right. If they don't, all right. If they do this, all right. If they don't, all right. For God has already said so. It has to come to pass. It's not Him that willeth or Him that runneth. It's God that showeth mercy.
1: the Lord.
0: God's choice. Not ours. Now notice, then and them offerings would not cease to have been, for they would not have ceased to be offered because
1: what?
0: here we're getting to the close now, the schools are out, because that the worshiper Why?
1: Because,
0: oh, I feel like a little kid with a Christmas toy now. I'm just so happy about this. How I like to give it to the church, to you believers, to let you see what's true. If they would have been all right, they never would have seen. It would have went on eternal life. Because the worshiper, I'll read it with me. The worshiper wants, not every revival, not every Sunday morning, but the worshipper once purge should have no more conscience of sin. Amen. What? Amen. The worshiper once purge. The purgative all of the blood of the Lamb Amen. once thoroughly sweeps out, Amen. cleans out the worshiper. Amen. The very Amen. conscience of sin is gone. Praise the Lord. Think of the word conscience in the right interpretation that we use here. This is the King James Version. In England it means the conscience. In here it would mean the desire. The worshiper wants. Purge by the purgative of Christ at the Calvary, has no more desire of sin. All things have passed away. All things have become new. Now, you can sing like a lark and still have hatred, malice, and strife in your body, in your soul. You can shout like I don't know what. You still have it. You can dance to the Spirit, you can speak with tongues, you can prophesy, you can preach any of those things and still have malice, envy, strife in your heart. But when the real, true, foreordination of God's eternal Word, when your name is written there and the blood ever purges that person, the very thoughts of it condemn him on the tracks where he's standing at. Amen said, don't condemn me, I go to these places, I don't condemn me, why doesn't it? You as a negative worshiper has never been purged
1: Amen. by the blood
0: of Jesus Christ. Amen. And the legalists got to hold of this idea, hallelujah, I'll wear my dresses down this way and my dresses down this way, I'll let my hair grow long and I'll be all right, that's a lie. Amen. And they point back to the woman with short hair and with short dress and say she's going to hell. I can't say that. But Eva. I think those things are all right. I'm not condemning them. But when you rest your eternal hopes and salvation upon that doctrine, you are damned with it.
1: Eva.
0: A man or a woman, it doesn't matter where you're this the other. you come to the fountain filled with blood drawn coming. Manuals, things, Amen. and let the purgative of the blood of the Lord Jesus Amen. Christ purge your sins. Amen. Brother, it won't matter. You can still have dresses so long. You could still not wear a short-sleeved shirt, you man, and those things or whatever you want to. But if you still got malice and envy and strife, you might have run, danced, spoken tongues, shouted, preached the gospel or anything, but you're lost until that blood has cleansed you yeah, and God. set in the divine love of the Lord Jesus Christ in your heart, leave the life, Prince of Christ behind you. Amen. Where there is tongues, they shall cease. Where there is prophecy, it shall fail. Where there's knowledge it shall be vanished. But when that which is perfect is come, that which is in part is done away, and we're resting today as legalists upon some legal thing that we done. While well, when I was a sinner, I was a leopard, the more I tried to quit this and quit that, I only made my spots brighter. I was a hypocrite with it, and so was you. But the day when you come to Calvary, to the purging or the real lamb, under the Old Testament, they bought a lamb. they go out and commit adultery. they get mad and fuss and fight and cuss. And when they did, they'd bring a lamb, bring it to the priest. Say, oh, priest of God, yes, I cursed my neighbor, I I committed adultery, I told a lie, I stole lay his hands upon this dying lamb without a spot. The priest examined it, had to be kept up to see if it was right, lay his hands upon it, and they cut the throat, and the blood went up over his hands, and the little lamb blading, kicking, and dying, and the worshiper standing there said, yes, that should be me, but the lamb's taking my place. But he went back out with the same desire. He'd do it again just as soon as he's got a chance. And that's the way people do today. They come in and confess and say, i oh, have this, that, and the other, and go back out and turn around and do the same thing over again. Join one church, another, just to get the little something started, they'll go to this one and that one. But what was it the shadow of? It was imperfect. That could never take away sin. But it was a shadow of Amen. the real double cure coming. Amen. And when Jesus Christ, the Son of God, came and died at Calvary, and the worshiper once places his hands Amen. upon the head of the Lord Jesus, Amen. and knowing that screaming and crying at the cross, that death, that vicarious suffering, he ought to pay it himself in that depths of hell where he should have went, Amen. he knows that Christ paid the price of confessing his sins. Amen. Then what happened? What made the difference? What went out of the lamb from the blood? Went the life. And the blood cell was on his hands. The life was in the altar, but the life of the lamb could not come back on the worshiper, though he confessed that he was wrong and the lamb took his place because a worshiper has a soul and he couldn't live as an animal. Amen.
1: Right? But-
0: Oh God, cock back both hammers on the shotgun, and let both barrels go to this church is my prayer. But when the worshipper, he that heareth my words and believeth on him that sent me, hath everlasting life. The Holy Spirit shall not come into condemnation, but pass from death to life. When the worshiper puts his hands on the head of the dying lamb of Calvary Amen. and confesses his sins, and God recognizes that to be true from his heart, he confesses his sins, that circling light called the Holy Ghost of Jesus Christ Amen. turns back into the worshiper, Amen. and he's purged and has no more desire of sin, for he's led by the Spirit of God and not his own life from that old. Amen. He'll make mistakes, certainly but that life will hold him. Watch. Let's go down to the 4th, 14th verse. We got time to finish it. Let's take the 12th verse. But this man, not the lamb, Christ. But this man—he's talking now of the high priest order, how the priest went at the temple and so forth, worship, how the worshipper went back out with the same desire. Man, come to the altar and say, "Yes, I don't want to go to hell." Preacher preaching on how hot hell is. And the altar's full of people. Oh, God, don't want to go to hell. But they're never willing to yield itself. Yeah. Say, yes, Lord. Not my will from this home, but yours. Really realize what you're doing. May God be merciful to me. The blood of Jesus is on your hands, then. Don't you go out and start living the same life that you did. That blood will condemn you at the end of the judgment. You better have the life that's in that blood to return to your life's blood, return to your heart and make you live a different cri- a different person. Amen. The worshiper once purged. Watch here. But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sin for how long? Amen. Ever. Amen. That shameless eternity. Forever set down at the Right hand of God at the end of the road. Where's he at? At the end of the road. You remember Sunday before last? The Sunday I preached and illustrated the little ark of Moses that was going down through the bulrushes and everything. You remember how the you old people got the crying and shouting? When I was preaching to the children, had all them little black and blue eyes sitting up here on the front row. Tell them, if you lose your life, you'll find it. If you keep your life, you'll lose it. You remember that, church? Remember. You remember when I was in the illustration, gave the illustration of that morning when Jehocupet, and when Amram, Aaron, and Miriam all down before daylight with their hands up in the air saying, God, you gave us the baby, now we're giving it back to you. You give it to us, it wasn't ours, it was yours. You give it to us, and now we give it back to you. If we keep it, the witches of hell will kill it. Them old, long, hooked-nosed women come out there take us a little head and bust it against the wall. We'll lose it if we keep it. But if we give it back to the one who gave it to us, we'll keep it. That's the same thing in your little bark this morning, brother and sister. You've got a cargo in there, the precious cargo of the world. It's called your soul. Go ahead, keep it. Live the way you want to. You'll lose it as certain as I'm standing here. And if you give it back to God and surrender your will, you'll keep it. You'll find that Jesus said so. Remember, and when they pushed this, the treasure of their heart, when they pushed it out into the river, oh, crocodiles coming up, I could see God in the said. Raised from his throne. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of trials goes on down here. But there's somebody looking at him all the time.
1: <laughs> they loved not their life until
0: death. When poor old Abraham with his only beloved little child, little Jehokephath, had just nursed it to her bosom and then had to put an ark and push it out into the bulrushes, where the alligators were fat on oh, little babies. There, once she was standing there and the tears running down her cheek, God said, Come here. Gabriel, come here yeah. minute. I want to show you something. I've got somebody that really believes me. Hey, Amen. God, let me be that type of person that can say, God said so, it's right. And be so dead to anything else until it becomes a sounding brass or a kingless image. He said, Come here, Gabriel. All you angels, come out here. I want to show you something. See that man down there, his hands up? He pushed his own baby out. I gave it to him, I'd given it back. i see that he keeps it. Amen. So, Gabriel, called 10,000 angels on marching orders. Amen. I want them out of here. Gabriel sounded a little trumpet across the corners of eternity. 10,000 armed angels. Walk down. Says, Strain yourself up and down the river. See, there's no alligator. Nothing else is going to touch one of that. It was give back to me. Gabriel said, Lord, chief captain, where are you going to be? I'm going to be at the end of the line. I'm going to receive down there. That's the same thing he does today. When a man puts his trust in the Lord Jesus, confesses his sin, the Holy Ghost takes a hold of that man and Christ stands at the receiving end. Go through many whirlpools and alligators and scary spooks and everything else we come through, through many dangers, toils and I have already come, it's grace that's brought me safe thus far.
1: It's grace
0: that'll take me home. Who's at the receiving end? Listen, forever set down at the right hand of God, from henceforth up down at the end of the road, expecting till his enemies be made his footstool. Are you ready? Here it is. Here's the last turn on the bolt. Here's the last spot with the torch. Here's the last drive of the nail. This is the one who clinches eternity to eternity. And in there, the sword of God's deliverance has went through the heart and hanged up his delegate to the Holy Spirit. Here it is, Hebrews ten fourteen. Listen, not my word, but God's word, who spoke it before the foundation of the world. It has to be so. For by one offering, he has perfected perfected forever of them that are sanctified. Perfected how long?
1: Until
0: the next time you get on a couch with your neighbor. till the next time you see somebody, some man or woman or lustful. Until the next time you see a chance to tell a big lie. Until the next time you see where you can net someone and hurt them and drive them away from church. So sometimes you can criticize somebody. He has sanctified forever, perfected forever for the Holy Ghost. You might say something sometimes wrong. That's right. You might do something sometimes wrong. That's right. But as soon as you do it, watch the next verse. For the Holy Ghost.
1: Amen. Oh,
0: my. I just can't preach anymore. Amen. Ah! The Holy Ghost is a witness to us The Holy Ghost is a witness to us after that he has said before this is. The covenant will I will make with them in those days, saith the Lord. I'll put my law in their heart, and in their minds will I write them. And their sins and their iniquity will I remember no more.
1: Holy,
0: oh God,
1: every man that has this
0: hope purifies himself, even as God is pure. Let us pray, Our Heavenly Father. We thank Thee this morning for the purging of the Holy Ghost, for the grace of the living God. We were sinners, unrighteous, ungodly, unlovable, without God, without hope, alienated in the world, and Christ come and took our place by foreknowledge God saw us in this condition, Knowing that we were hungering and thirsting, no wonder Jesus said, They shall be filled. Not become members, not they shall join, but they shall be filled. Hungering and thirsting for righteousness. In other words, hungering and thirsting, knowing that we can do nothing in ourselves no matter what we do, the devil could make us impersonate every gift could make us go out and lay hands on the sick and they had recovered, could make us speak with tongues, could make us interpret tongues, to make us have wisdom, knowledge. But that doesn't take it, Lord. You said many will come in that day and say, Lord, Lord, have not I done these things in your name? You said, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I never even knew you. Oh, God, then let our hopes be built on nothing less then Jesus' blood with righteousness. For all around our soul gives way, then he's all of our hope and stay. For on Christ the solid rock I stand, all other grounds is sinking sand. To know him is life. Not to know the orders, to know him, the person. I pray, Father, for every sinner in the building today, that you'll save them just now. And may they, without any emotion, without any contradictions from the devil, but may they, with a true, unadulterated faith, believe what they've heard preached and accept Amen. the Holy Spirit who brought it. Grant it, Lord. For it's in His name we asked it. And with our heads bowed, I wonder if there's someone here this morning. Now, I want your level honest truthful no matter what you've done no matter how many starts you've made or how long you've belonged to church are you sincere from the depths of your heart of this that knows that the things of the world has passed from you to know that day after day and year after year it continues on your anchor holes. There's somebody under foreshadowed at the end of the road where this great kink will be drawn out. There's somebody there tugging at your heart, knowing that someday you'll be lifted up. If that's not gone from your heart today, friend, fellow citizens, pilgrim, poor little flock, God bless your heart. See you sitting here, gray hair and stooped shoulder. See, poor little kids who maybe had to miss meals. Would I stand here and say anything wrong to you? That, well, God forbid, I'd be a. I ought to get out and repent before it even preach. I love you, and that's with real Christian love. Be honest now with the Holy Spirit. Has all those things passed from, or has Satan deceived you, and you're just living a halfway life? Sometimes you think, well, all right, next time's why you, you, well, I don't know, and things happen as you know, and if that's your condition in this morning, you want to surrender it all to Christ. Remember what he said, he that heareth my words and believeth on him that sent me hath right now everlasting life, judgment's over, from that time on the thing will be dead. if you really accept it, it'll prove itself. Now, look, don't be deceived. You remember here long years ago when we had the church in order, I'm talking to you, you're praying, heads bowed, remember when we had the church in order? When a message is given in prophecy or in tongues and interpretation? When we wrote it down and laid it up here on the platform, witnessed by three men? I gave the message from the platform, if it didn't come to pass. You had an evil spirit among you, you come up here and made it right. If a person done what was wrong, a sister or brother seeing them doing wrong, they went to them. When they come in church, got them in the arm, went back here in a little room, said, Brother, I've seen you at the wrong place. I'm not going to say it before the church calls, I love you. You were wrong. Let's just pray now. See? now." You be honest with yourself. If the love of Christ is in your heart above everything else, God bless you. You're all right. But if it isn't, don't be deceived. Those spirits are deceitful as they can be. They deceive you. That's what the one done Eve told her a whole lot of new truth. Oh, yes, God has said, uh-huh. But there's a little flaw in it. That's what, that's what broke us this morning. We see that little flaw in the chain. That's what does all the trouble. Brother, if it's not running perfectly with the heart of God, will you raise your hand now to God and say, God, by this I really want to be right. Nobody look but me. Raise up your hand. God bless you, lady. Someone else, God bless you. God bless you, and you, and you, and you, and you, God bless you. Now, He knows you. He knows every one of you. He knows just what you're designing. Now, our old-fashioned way, while you have your head bowed is for people to come to the altar. That's fine. I like that. That's not a Bible affair. That's just a church doctrine. As many as received him, to them gave he the power to become sons and daughters of God. Right while you're sitting, and you raise your hand a dozen more of you here, will you now accept in the depths of your heart, after you say you feel that you should. Will you, same group that raise your hand, would you raise your hand and say, I will now accept this, Brother Branham. I'll now accept Jesus. No matter what I've done, I'll now accept Him as my lover and my Savior. God bless you, sir. God bless you, sir. God bless you. God bless you, lady. I now will accept Him. something in my heart telling me that I, I, I want to. There's something telling me that I must right now. This is my day. Maybe the next time I'll be too far away. God bless you, mister. God bless you, brother. God bless you, lady. I see your hand. Now I feel I must do it. Friends, the church is cooling off. America's going to be judged pretty soon. Every nation received it. What are you going to be a hundred years from now? going to be somewhere, sometime between this minute and a hundred years from now, you're going out of this world. You better be sure. Don't trifle with it. The Word's being preached by the Holy Spirit. And it's the truth coming from God's Word. There's someone who loves you. Now, you can't raise your hand unless somebody calls you to raise your hand. That's the Holy Ghost. No man can come to me except my Father draws him first. And if he loves you well enough to knock at your heart and say, Yes, I mean you. This is the time. I want to come in before I have to take you off this earth prematurely. I will now ask you to raise your hand. Won't you do it then? One more say, I now from the depths of my soul accept it. Now I'm going to pray for you. God bless you, lady. I just felt, sister dear, that was you. I look back there. Of course, you all realize I'm just a few days, but a few hours before the meeting on I'm staying in my room out now. praying. Healing service. The angel of the Lord is near. Great things will take place. I looked back and seen something standing in the room. It was over a young woman. I seen others raise their hand. I felt a witness that that was true. I thought if I make one more call, if that woman just raised her hand. And she did. That was it. Now God, the lover of our soul, who are we anyhow? Why before the world was ever formed, you know what every mosquito would be on earth, every ant, every chigger, You're an infant. And you knew that this morning that people would raise their hand. You knew it. Why, you've seen them before the world began. You've known it always. And you knew that this thing would take place that you might express your love to your people. You said you raised up Pharaoh and hardened his heart that you might show your power. How much more will you express your love? Satan, that evil one who perverted right to wrong. You let him do it because you'd express your love to your people. Oh, God, we love you so much. We appreciate you. And I pray, God, that these people live a Christian humble life from this day henceforth as they've accepted you. And if there be others, maybe I've never seen them all, maybe you never showed them to me, but you've talked to them. If there's others, bless them also. For we ask that in Jesus Christ's name,
1: Amen. There is a clown Good
0: dear brother Roverson was up to Brother Wood's I slipped down I was waiting for some visiting minister to come he throw it on a picture and a picture was a lot of it we was looking at but one of it when the church is walking out the door and I see myself come out there and I look oh my boy how what a few years has done to you. I looked again. That come in my mind this morning. Just a few more days we have of these trials and sins. Now think of the times that I've heard that song start. See them make their way up here, stand around the altar to take communion. I've heard the casket wheels squeaking as she went out in the room there taking them out. Remember, the preaching of this word will be a stand in the judgment. Now I'll have to stand behind and stand there. I'll have to be a witness of that. I can't take it back. I've done said it. I've got to stay with that. It's going to meet me in judgment. Just as God said His word, and can't take it back. Now I weigh every word first in my heart and see if I want to say it myself. If it seems wrong, I don't say it. I'll let Him say it if he says something contrary though I wouldn't believe it I'd say it anyhow
1: because
0: it's him I want to be sure because I don't want any mistakes that day you know it's going to be awful dark down at the river that day ain't going to be nobody there to help you ain't going to take no money down there your friends is going to be in the same shape you are it's going to be awful dark you got a cross. I wanna be sure my tickets right. I wanna be sure when I look on it, I see the red blood of my master. Then when I hear after a while the old ship blow, it'll be all right then. But I don't want no trouble down there then. I wanna settle it now. If there's any trouble I want to settle now. I'm gonna need every bit of grace I can get it that day. I'm gonna be honest. As a great teacher said to the day, he didn't want to be pauper, he wanted to be honest. I voiced mine with him, I want to be honest, I want to tell the truth. So at that day, when it does come, I hear the screams around the bank. I want to look down and be sure. Like the Hebrew children when they see them black wings coming across of death, the little boys say to dad, are you sure the blood's on the little?" The father look out, yes son, the blood's there, but well, that's all right then, we're safe. It's not there this morning, friend. Be sure. Now, or may I know you come to be prayed for, sis. This poor little girl. How she set you on a roll is a little bitty thing. Yeah, little Shirley sitting here. We just come in from Arizona. I think of them little kids all of you remember Matt. you're in a little little old boxed up house or poor old dad sat together behind the church here for him. remember those little fellows? how how we all know them how poor little Ora May it takes two to raise a family oh God this horrible thing of marriage and divorce and how Curtis done the best he could. By them, he worked hard. But a child, no matter who it is, needs a mother's love. Somebody to love them. It's nature. They're quiet in your feeling. I'm a hunter. I study wildlife. That's it's and I get out and just study it. An old mother bear, when she goes in in the fall of the year, she's bred to be a mother again. She runs all of her cubs away. She has from one to two. She runs them away, make them hibernate themselves so they'll be used to it. The next year, when she comes out, she's got two more little babies, one or two more. She mothers them through the summer. and fall, she scats them away again. She has two more the next summer. But what if she doesn't have any babies that year? You know what she does? She goes out. She tries to find those cubs. They're as big as she is. If she can't find them, she'll take a couple little wolves. She'll take a couple coyotes. She'll take actually a human baby. Sure, it's been done. She'll take that little baby or anything. And she'll mother it. It's just nature. She can't help it look at a little girl with her dolly. Well, she ain't three years old. I seen my little Sarah the other night I went in the room. Nervous little thing. And there she was sleeping with her little doll on her arm. I stood there and looked down. Oh, poor little thing. You know, it won't be long many years. Dad will get old like I am now. Get gray and pass away, but that's foreshadowing someday of a real little baby laying there. It's just in you. And if you don't love those little fellows, something else will take its place. If a man don't worship God, he'll worship his car, he'll go to bar room, he, he'll do something else. He'll run around because he's something got to take that place. Now, our sister, I don't mean to be a, a, get her into emotion. But not having a mother's care correctly. Something else took its place. The poor little thing is suffering this morning from a nervous break. Two little babies. She's made mistakes, so have I. And who else hasn't? I'm trying to say there's someone who's done forgive it she raised her hand a while ago it's all gone that come from a true heart which I want to believe it did watch what happens when she's an old gray headed woman it'll still stand right but she's nervous there's not a medicine in the world can help nerves if you take medicine to settle your nerves it'll make you twice as bad when it leaves you they're not a remedy for nervousness. But I'm so glad there's a cure. You know, I've suffered that too. There's a cure. Not a remedy. A cure. Double cure. Oh, my sermon yesterday, the radio, the era of deliverance, the preacher strikes so short of it, as Josh did, he should have struck some more. But look, my brother, sister, the remedy is Christ. Or may I say this in the pulpit behind this little old box built here? But it's just as sacred as any pulpit. For the gospel has been dedicated to God. We're a poor people. It might not have a gold arrow over the top. But the Holy Ghost has come here and done some great things for us. My sister dear, God bless your little heart. As a mother and as a child, if you'll accept what Brother Bill has said or tell you now, I'll assure you, honey, that you'll go out of here, you'll be well. Now, when you raised your hand a while ago, that time you accepted Christ. I want you, in a few minutes, I want you to come up here and I can prove to you by you, you be the judge. Amen. By the grace of God and the Holy Ghost that's now standing here, Amen. I can make it leave you.
1: It's
0: right, I've never seen it fail. But then, it'll come back to you when you get away from here. See? If you'll let it. But if you'll just not receive it anymore, no matter how you feel, you go on sin. Jesus Christ heals me. See, you've dropped, over mate, from up here, where you used to be happy and ride that bicycle and run up and down the street here. You was happy then. You didn't have the feelings you have now, did you? See, now you've dropped down here. It's because there wasn't nothing there to hold you, honey. you dropped down here. But now you've got to believe that you're up here. Yeah. And believe it in faith without works is dead. If you believe it, then act like you're up there. And then God will just lift you right up there again.
1: Amen.
0: There's your Aunt Needy sitting back there. She had the same thing. I had the same thing. I know what it is. But God's a cure. Amen. Are you going to believe it this morning or me? don't you come here? Any the rest of you? Sick to be anointed. All right. Let's bow our heads just a moment. Church. All of you know is Curtis. You know Orme. And just to look at Orme, you can see something taking place. She's weary and upset. But Orme, this is a settling, huh? I want to ask you something. Many times, Orme, you said, if I could just find some place to start from, if I could just begin at this time to feel better, I believe I could help myself pull out. See, that's right, isn't it? Well, you're at the place now, Orme. You're at the best place in the world. At the altar. Where the only person in the world can help you will. That's God. I want you to bow your heads everybody. Join me in prayer. Dear heavenly Father, as this poor little girl, life is so short. Now she's a young mother. I know a while ago when she raised her hand, every sin was taken away. God, your Bible's a witness of that. You spoke it from heaven that he that would believe would receive. Now she's got an awful struggle ahead of her, Lord, and Satan would throw her up yonder, take them babies away from her, and set her in an insane institution to butt her head against the wall. But she come to the right place today, the altar. she come to the house of the living God. She stands here as it was alone at the altar, but not alone. The angels of God are encamped about. The Holy Ghost is near too. And she's a witness of seeing many things happen. And know that you are God. And I pray that with all my heart, with all my soul, At this day that you will help or remain. Now, Father, I'm taking from this altar that's set here at this sacred place where the Holy Ghost is overshadowed. It's called olive oil, or anointed oil.
1: Anointing
0: oil. It's according to your specification, the oil from the olives of the branch. And now as I go forward to anoint my sister with this oil, you said the prayer of faith shall save the sick. After preaching the gospel, knowing that this great service is coming up, God will be done here in Indianapolis for many neurotics, deaf, dumb, blind. And everything will stand there. But we don't fear one bit. You spoke it before the world began. We have a touch of heaven that tells us it's the truth. We go forward then to challenge that devil. Our people's in trouble. Just as Lot was in the sermon this morning and Abraham went after him. Satan, we come after you this morning. Our poor little forsaken sister is in trouble and we come after you with the anointed oil and with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, with the divine word of God and the gospel, we go to lay hands on her.
1: Yes. In the name of Jesus Christ. And we cast you away from her. Amen. Jesus said, Lord, that's failed. fail. Lord, these nations have cast out devils, and you are Amen. Amen. You know, sweetie, a devil. Amen. No obedience to this good We cast you away from her. Down. take, it, take it, run. What a of life, all the blood Today she becomes pure and holy out of God, by the confession of her sins, the virtue of the gospel. You know, we cast away the nerves. Oh, yes, you'll know that, but take cover. We clean the blood between her as a mediator. And now you read the girl. Let her go free unless they don't make you happy. For those who say you fear of God's husband, they need you come to be a Christian. They all deserve some day glory to great And circle the unbroken mother. Let her mother or dad dead are all there Oh oh God, We set her free. Father, you are the commandments of the Bible and the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Through his blood and the Holy Ghost. We bring her to free. Through Jesus Christ.
0: of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we love you today with a pure, holy, unadulterated love. And let thy kindness and mercy rest upon each and every one. We thank you for the strangers in our gate, and we pray that you'll bless each one. Bless our dear, beloved pastor, our brother Neville who stands with us in the harness of the gospel, not yoked up with the world, but harnessed up with Christ, all the harness of God on, pulling the old gospel chariot on, on yoked together as fellow citizens and servants of God, bless all the deacons, trustee, treasurer, Everyone that's concerned, all the members, the laity, the strangers. God, there's coming a meeting out here in Annapolis. God, I'm not worthy to be blessed, but will you bless the people through the preaching of the word? No doubt, but hundreds will stand. We also anoint this lady In the name of Jesus Christ,
1: That you will have heard. our Heavenly
0: Father, grant that your mercy be extended for in Christ's name. Now with our heads bowed, I wonder now if there's anyone here that would have come to the altar, would want to come and kneel for a word of prayer that's accepted Christ, or feel like that you'd just like to pray a little bit after the visitation of the Holy Spirit. Don't you feel real good about it? Don't you feel good? Come here, Brother Neville. How many would just raise your hand and say, I'd like to come to the altar for just a little of prayer. Would you raise your hand and say, I'd just like to purge myself a little. Oh, God bless you. All right. You. Now, see, our brother Neville, I think I have noticed him in all of his walks. been a real man. I find him the same every day. Whether the battles are going good or going bad, Brother Neville remains the same. I thank God for it. Brother Neville couldn't do that in himself. It takes God to do it. And I'm glad that this bunch of sheep has a shepherd like Brother Neville. I pray the Holy Ghost will help him and bless him. I love him. And I love his people. And all you people we love. And we pray that God will bless you. But now while we bow our heads again, I'm going to ask that those who would want to be prayed for, want to kneel and purge yourselves, would come humbly to the altar. Amen. Now, brother, will you offer prayer for them? If you will, I want you to be in on this. Amen. Everyone pray.
1: Our Father God in heaven this morning, how we do thank you to for this sure time.